This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach. My wife and I went to a business networking group event uh, this past week, and it was an event that occurred. There was probably about 70 people there. This group of people was really a collection of some other smaller groups that uh, groups of people that have been around each other for a really, really long time. And the event, I think, was scheduled to have 80 people at it or so, and they had tables of 10. And so when you know, they had a cocktail hour and got ready for everybody to sit down. My wife and I were spending a little bit more time talking and chatting. And when we got ready to sit down and we're looking for a chair, we realized that all of the tables were full and there were two empty tables. Now, that meant that whoever there was probably some more people, another 16 to 20 people that were supposed to come, but just didn't show up. So there was nowhere for us to sit, so we sat down at one of the empty tables, just the two of us. So now you've got seven tables with, you know, they're filled up with eight or ten people, and then just two of us sitting at a table by ourselves. And what happened was is that nothing changed. Nobody came over and offered for us to squeeze into their table, nor did anyone come and sit down with us at our table. And you can imagine the the thoughts in our minds, which is, oh my, we just literally are outcasts here. We're sitting by ourselves. It was it was embarrassing. It was actually a little bit humiliating. And just a little bit of background on that. So so this group of 70 or 80 people, I, I don't know all of them really well. I know a lot of them fairly well, but I know five or six of them really, really well. And those five or six would have invited me to their table or would have come and sat with me. I'm, I'm critically sure of that. And those five or six are really that high school protection that we've talked about where you don't need a lot of friends, but you need at least one friend to protect you from the mean girls and the bullies. Well, those five or six people weren't there. And if you really think about it, it wasn't the responsibility of the, of the guests or the, or the members to come sit with us or even to make room for us because they're there like everybody else and they're sitting down. It's not their responsibility, but the leadership should have been prepared and known that when the two of us were sitting by ourselves, that something should have happened. So I followed up with a note to him that said, hey, listen, you know, this isn't the member's fault, but this is something that that the leader should have taken care of. And, and quite frankly, my wife and I would love to be the kind of people that just look for other people that are sitting by themselves or in any sort of another circumstance and we'll go sit with them to make sure that they feel welcome. And it really did make a, our, my wife and I take a look at this group that we're in and wonder whether we really belong there. 
I mean, because really, where do we fit? Where do we stand in the sense that we were all by ourselves and no one came to talk to us? And I share that story with you because I'm opening a three-part series to answer the three questions that are really what the entire story is about when you're leading in a contact center. And those three questions for the agent are different than the three questions for the leaders. For the agent, the three questions are, how am I doing? Where do I stand in comparison to my, the company, my peers, and my customers? And then how do I get better? And those are really the same three questions that a frontline supervisor is asking as well. I mean, they may be asking, hey, you know, how are we, you know, how are we doing? Uh, where do I stand? And then how do I help my team get better? But the leaders are really looking at how are we doing? Where do we stand? Or, or a better question be, where are we vulnerable? And what do we have to do to get better? So I'm going to answer those three questions over the next three weeks. But we're going to start with the question of where do we stand or fit or more focused where are we vulnerable? Okay, you're most likely thinking now, where are we vulnerable? Where are we not vulnerable? We've got uh, high, uh, high turnover. The great American resignation is going on right now. So we're struggling to find new resources, uh, all sorts of pressure on our hourly wages uh, with not enough people on the phone. Stress is just building up on and on and on. And, and yes, we are all vulnerable uh, all the time. But I want to take a closer look at how you can uh, evaluate and analyze your vulnerability and try to see whether there are some things that you can do to, to make changes to that. D do you ever have a job where, where you really hated the job, but you loved the company? Or you hated the job, but you loved your peers? or you hated the job, but you loved your, your boss, you loved the person that you worked for, he or she was just spectacular. And you just stuck around longer than you probably should because of all the things that shouldn't have mattered, but did. I wanna look today at, at that vulnerability of the things that we should be focused on that make a huge difference, but we have a tendency sometimes to miss. We talk about it, but we don't take action on it. And so the, it, it's impossible in a contact center to not focus on performance. And we're gonna talk about performance next week in much more detail, but I recognize the fact that we're vulnerable if we're not hit, hitting our targets. And we can see the people that are performing and the ones that are up and the ones that are down. And, and I know you cannot not look at performance and immediately go there. But I want to I want to take our focus on to some other areas and I want to specifically focus on three that without them, you're more vulnerable. The first one is the number of people in your organization that are signed on to your mission. Are the people in your organization signed on to your mission and your values? And, and the true heartbeat of your organization. That has to start with the fact that are you communicating that to them? 
Are you doing that more than you did it the very first time that they came in in their opening training when they were onboarding and you told them about your missions and your values? And I'm not talking about the fact that you've got some signs down, signs down the hallway that express what your mission and values are. Are the mission and values of your organization something that holds on to people? That's a competitive advantage that you have that not only do you talk about it, but you live it. You actually walk the walk. Now, of course, you might say, well, Michael, my culture, my, you know, my company just doesn't do that. I have, I have no culture with which to, to deal with there. And if, and if that's the case, I'm sorry, you're vulnerable in this area. But if it's something that you have, that there is a strong culture, but you maybe don't have a strong culture for your company inside your contact, something, contact center, it's something that you should be focused on. Because, because having employees that are in your company that are signed on to your mission, that live your mission, that model your mission, that get paid attention to based on your mission, that, that stand out because of the visions and values that you have, that these people show to other people, that draws people in. It creates less vulnerability because they're signed on to your organization. Some simple ways to tell. Do you have company shirts or company t-shirts? Do people wear them all the time? Do, do some of the visions and values that you have, do you see those repeated? Do people point them out and say, hey, that's, that's who we are? Do you have reward and recognition associated with those? Do you reinforce those? I mean, on our platform, we've gotten to the point where we just put the vision and values up on their main screen so they see them every single solitary day. We recommend asking quiz questions associated with your visions and values. If you're a supervisor or, a, or the, the, the top leader in the contact center, you should be modeling those visions and values and your mission statement. And you should be calling out the mission when it occurs. The second one is, is, you, is, you, is are, you, are your people connected? And you've heard some of my earlier podcasts talk about roses, daisies, and weeds. And roses are your best performers, weeds are your worst performers, and these daisies are this group that kind of fits in the middle there. We have a tendency not to pay a lot of attention to them because we just don't have a lot of rewards for most average employee of the month, but they represent about 60% of your organization. And it's really, really important that all three of these areas are connected are connected to your organization. There's a how they're connected and where they're connected uh, might be to the company, the vision and values. It might be to the, the direct manager that they have, uh, certainly will be to their peers, but might even be to their customers, or they might be connected to the success that they're having in the organization, but they need to be connected. And connection is, for the most part, a people issue. You know, do you see you know, do you see in your in your planning? Are they are they do they do they participate in team games? Are they are they connected one on one with other people? Do they do employee shout outs? Are they the kind of person that will recognize somebody else, which shows that they're connected? Do you see them sitting with people in the lunchroom? Are they the kind of people that help others in the organization? And I recognize that there is a certain faction of an organization that, are, that works in a contact center that's just more the loner type. And if the loner type isn't connected, but they do really well with their, you know, with their performance and, and you get positive feedback when you talk to them, uh, then maybe you don't have to worry about them as much. But, but having someone connected, having them connected to another individual 
or, or to the company or to a supervisor is a great way to make your organization more sticky and to make you less vulnerable. It's harder to leave people that you love. It's harder to leave people that you like. It's harder to leave people that you can't wait to get to work to see or hang around with or go to the lunchroom or there's somebody there that recognizes you in a way that maybe they don't get recognized at home. Maybe they don't get rewarded or reinforced at home. And this is the place where that happens. That connection is really, really important. And then the third area is employee engagement. And, and, and that's all about participation. And whether that be, be team participation or one-on-one -on -one or individual, uh, it's participation. And it's something that you can measure. Some people are, are competitive and, and, and they engage through competition. Some people are, are just connectors and they engage by reaching out, by helping, by volunteering, by mentoring, by training, by coming alongside and help others. Some people are, are employee engaged because they're self-driven. You can see them working their way through badges. You can see them working their way through acknowledgements or connections or training or pursuing more training or pursuing a career uh, that might be connected to a supervisor. Anything in employee engagement in your organization that, that shows that they're connected, that they're engaged, is, is a way for you to reduce your risk of being vulnerable. One of the best ways that you can look at that is to take a cl closer look on anything that's voluntary. How voluntary is your front line? And, and it's a percentage that you ought to keep track of it. If you don't run anything that's voluntary because you just put everybody in everything, wholeheartedly encourage you to have some voluntary options to give you a perspective on where people are. And when, when you see who's voluntary and who's not, and, and you begin to look, you're gonna begin to understand where you're most vulnerable. You know, there's a, there's a term in poker, which it, with, with people that play poker, that's called a tell. And, it, and it's when somebody does something that kind of, kind of gives you an advance that, hey, maybe they've got a good hand or maybe they've got a bad hand. Maybe they scratch their head or they frown or there's something that they do when there's a tell. Uh, if you've been around your kids long enough or even your, your siblings, everybody usually has a tell when they lie, when they're not telling the truth or when they're trying to avoid communicating some sort of information. They have some sort of a some sort of a tell. Well, your organization where you're vulnerable, there are some tells that you have. And, and a great example would be that you know about the time that people are going to begin to attrit when they're new, when they're new employees. You probably know the day and the time when you're going to lose the most people. And that may be a, a gate that they have to pass through or a target they have to hit or when you, you turn up the volume or you turn up the, the focus or they spend more time on their numbers or when they get a certain position behind everybody else. But there's a tell that you know about. And so you should discuss as a group whatever those tells are and apply those to where you're most vulnerable. Talk to your trainers, your trainers with your new hires. They can already tell you who's gonna make it, who's not. They probably are running some sort of a pool on the people on, on who's going to make it and who's not going to make it in your organization. Those trainers that are, that are meeting the people at the very beginning can probably tell you pretty quickly who they think is going to make it and who's not. Those people, those trainers ought to be having lunch with your people that are hiring and all the recruiters that you have that are bringing people in to make sure that you're bringing the kind of people in that have will have some success in your organization. So as we look at our vulnerability on whether they're signed on to the mission, whether they're connected or whether they have 
um, or, or how active they are in your employee engagement, you, you then begin to focus down on the actual individuals. And again, we've talked about looking at them as roses, daisies, and weeds. You may have someone who's a rose when it comes to performance, but you would categorize them as a weed when it comes to engagement or connection or being signed on to your mission. And maybe that's a personality that just, just doesn't want to connect. They just want to do their job. And, and, and that may be the case. That may be a decision that you make. But I want you to recognize and acknowledge the fact that that's a person that's vulnerable. And what you're going to find is, is that in every one of the categories, you have people that fit into those particular components as to where they are. And you're looking for vulnerability. You're looking for the places that they're vulnerable. So, so with, with your agents, with your frontline agents, if they've got targets, do, do they get those targets? Are they, are they ahead? Are they on goal? Are they behind? Or are they way behind? Obviously, the people that are in trouble are, are either behind or way behind. Well, one of the ways you measure a vulnerability is, is pretty quickly, do you, do you think they care or do they not care? If they care, then you've got a shot that maybe they're not vulnerable, maybe you can bring them back. But if they don't care, then they're gone. And so that's just a way for you to know or begin to see that they are, that they are vulnerable. And when you're looking at the people that are at risk, this rose daisy weed thing comes back into play again because they're either people that we want, people we don't want, or people that we've forgotten. You know, so people that we want are the roses, people we don't want are the weeds, but the people that we've forgotten have a tendency to be those people that are in the middle, which are the daisies. And it's really, really important that you do an assessment and understand what your vulnerability is. So when I look at my vulnerability, and let's just say that I've got 100 people to make it, make it simple, how many people are you vulnerable with in your organization? Can your supervisors tell you on their teams how many people do they think are vulnerable? What percentage of your people that are vulnerable are your roses and your daisies versus just your weeds? If you find out that that's a high number, we need to focus more attention on the people that are vulnerable that are also our performers. If the people in your organization don't see how they fit, don't understand how, where they stand, so that they can begin to, you can begin to surround them with other things other than just their performance. What you've done is you've lost a lever. You've lost another contributor that doesn't cost you any money. It's, it's, it's not something that requires massive amount of management. It just, just requires intensity and focus on your mission, on how connected they are, and, and your pursuit of engaging them. And I know that engagement is, is kind of one of those big watchwords that describes a lot of different areas. But, but, but the activity, the voluntary activity of your front line is one of the ways that you can measure their vulnerability, along with connection and along with whether they're signed on to your mission or not. But they can't be signed on if you're not doing about something about presenting it to them and talking the talk and walking the walk. Well, listen, there you go. There's the first of three steps that we're gonna take. Next week, we're gonna talk about how am, I, how am I doing or how are we doing in performance. I hope that you'll listen next week and be a part of the program and never forget that I know that you have the capacity to be a great leader. It simply requires you to make the decision to put some effort in, some focus, and an awful lot of hard work. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.